from high atop his mountain of index cards and tournament brackets, this is The Joy of Booking, a fantasy booking podcast. Here's your host, DC Matthews. Thank you, Brandon Banks, and welcome back to The Joy of Booking. My name is DC Matthews, at the DC Matthews. It's been about a month or so since we uh, looked into the world of Marvel and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I should pause to say that I hope you are well, and I hope that those you love are doing well as well. But like I say, it's been about a month since we've dove divin, divination into the world of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and uh, I believe we have still a handful of movies left to rank, and so I believe we should do that today. It's a snow day. There's six-plus inches of snow on the ground, and it's still snowing. It probably will be for another few hours. Uh, my, uh, my boss made the call at 5 p.m. yesterday, so I was able to relax last night knowing that I did not have to go to work today. That's always a wonderful feeling. Uh, One of the benefits of being a teacher, I try to tell everybody that they should be teachers. Let me take the headphones off. I don't need these anymore. I try to tell everybody that they should be teachers. And one of the benefits is you get that childlike joy that only comes when you're supposed to go to work. And then you get a call and says, you don't have to. It's a pretty good feeling. Uh, Before we start ranking, we should look at where we left off. Uh, I'm going to go from the bottom up. And, uh, you know, this from the movies that I said were the least best and go up to the movies that I think were the best. We've gone from Iron Man in 2008, starting with the origin of the actual MCU. I'll add other Marvel property films in, I'm sure, at some point. Uh, We've gone from Iron Man to we ended with Infinity War. Uh, So from the bottom, our bottom three, Iron Man 3, The Incredible Hulk, and Thor The Dark World. Now, I found myself, I tend to go onto the YouTube and I fall down rabbit holes of videos. I've seen a couple of clips from Iron Man 3. Uh, It's possible I was too harsh. I didn't like the whole Tony has nothing and the kids involved. Like, that part made no sense to me. But I will say I did not go watch any Thor The Dark World clips. Uh, But I watched his whole, at the beginning of the movie, he's got the suit that he can just kind of point. And, you know, he he shoots the, there's an explosion. He points at Pepper. The armor goes on to Pepper to save her. That's a nice moment. The ending where all the suits show up and you've got the, you know, the electric one and the big one that can hold up buildings and things that I always found interesting. So perhaps I was a little too harsh. Perhaps Iron Man 3 should go up a little bit, Uh, but I'll keep things for now. I'm sure I'll do a reconciliation at some point when all is said and done. Uh, So like I said, Iron Man 3, The Incredible Hulk, Thor, The Dark World, Spider-Man Homecoming. This is wrong. I understand that this is wrong, although lots of Marvel movies are good. This is more of a reflection of um, my opinions on Spider-Man, the character, not Tom Holland. Tom Holland is great. 
this is more of a reflection on my thoughts on Spider-Man. And if I get started talking about No Way Home, which I haven't seen yet, and I don't know that I ever will, uh, it'll just keep getting worse. Uh, so Spider-Man Homecoming, the original Captain America movie, Age of Ultron, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Ant-Man, Thor, the original movie, Guardians 1, Iron Man, followed by Iron Man 2, again, probably wrong, should probably swap those, Black Panther, now we're into the top, the upper echelon here, Black Panther, and then my top five, from the bottom to the top, Winter Soldier, Infinity War, the original Avengers movie, Captain America, Civil War, and then my favorite as of now, Thor, Ragnarok. That's where my list stands right now. I might make a few tweaks here and there, but I'm pretty happy with how that looks. So now, let's start adding in some of these newer movies. We're in 2018, and the next movie on the list is Ant-Man and the Wasp. <sighs> trying to even think of what I remember from that movie. Uh, we go into the microverse... We get Michelle Pfeiffer out. We have Ghost. Ghost is a very cool comic book character. I enjoy Ghost. They went in an entirely different direction with the Ghost character. Um, I didn't mind it, the direction that they went, but it's not what I read in the comic books, and I tend to bristle at that. I tend to bristle at those things. Like, Ghost is supposed to be like just a total creep. He's a guy that has, you know, come up with a suit that lets him turn intangible and sometimes I believe invisible. So he's like, he's just a creeper. Like he doesn't shower. He lives in the suit. He doesn't ever really take it off. I don't think we've ever seen him without the suit on. You know, he's one of the Thunderbolts at one point, the villains trying to, you know, become heroes, whether for good reason or to just get, essentially the Suicide Squad really is what the Thunderbolts kind of is. Um, so I, you know, again, there's nothing wrong with how they handled Ghost. It was a very interesting story, but it wasn't what I wanted to see. Enjoyed the addition of Lawrence Fishburne. Wish he had grown bigger. He is Goliath. Um, he is, you know, spoilers if you haven't read the uh, comic books, but, um, you know, Goliath dies, is one of the big heroes to die in... Uh, the actual Civil War comic book. It's one of the big moments is the actual death of a hero. Um, so, I uh, wish I had seen that. You know, there's a, move, a moment where he and Paul Rudd are kind of sharing sizes, if you will, how big they got with their Pym particles. Um, overall, the first Ant-Man was better. I enjoyed the addition of the Wasp. But and I like Evangeline Lilly. Um, but overall, I would say this is not going to make the top half of the movies. It's going to be less than the original. Uh, I would put it below Guardians 2, below Doctor Strange. You know, again, I should probably go back and watch all of these again. Age of Ultron might be better than I think it is. Um, I'm going to say I will put it after... Because I have gone back and watched, you know, when Michelle Pfeiffer comes out, the reunion with uh, Hank Pym. That's a great moment. Uh, am I even calling her Janet? She's Janet 
Evangeline Lilly is Hope. If I made that mistake, I'm sorry. Um, but uh, that is also one of the issues. They didn't really go into the Hank Pym character at all in the, uh, in the Avengers. Um, so, you know, that moment's good. Her saving Ghost is good. But that's really probably the only things I wind up watching from these movies. But I will put Ant-Man 2. It would be number... I should number these. One, two, three, four, five. Give me a minute. Sorry. I should have done this ahead of time, but I didn't. What are you going to do? So, so far, we've ranked 20 movies. I'm putting Ant-Man 2 at number 14. So, bottom half. Still not a bad movie, necessarily. Uh, but uh, they've had better. They've had better. Uh, next up, Captain Marvel. The original Captain Marvel movie. Uh as I am, I'm a 90s kid. So there are parts of this. The, the fact that they were, was it a Radio Shack? This was more of an 80s movie. Um, I think it was a Radio Shack. I have shopped at Radio Shack many times. But, you know, had they, she landed in a blockbuster, that would have spoken to me a bit more. Uh, Captain Marvel's good. Don't get me wrong. It is a good movie. Uh, the end scene is great. It's, it's interesting to me. I've never seen the latest Dark Phoenix movie, the X-Men one, but I've always been more of an X-Men fan than an Avengers fan. So I bristle a bit at the fact that Captain Marvel's end scene wound up forcing the X-Men movie to change their end scene. I'm assuming we were going to see Dark Phoenix, Jean Grey, flying through space, destroying spaceships and all of that stuff, which would have been very cool to see. Not a big deal. Uh, but Captain Marvel was good. Um, I'm trying to remember all the elements, you know. the, oh, the She realizes who she is. She's got to go home, that whole thing. The Kree supreme intelligence, which is always nice. Nick Fury is a young guy. The cat that's really an alien. That's from the comics. I liked that. So, you know, again, I'm thinking about the list here. I enjoyed it. I'm going to put it almost smack dab in the middle. I'm going to put it at, on number 11. It's just outside the top 10. I think I enjoyed... Did I enjoy Captain Marvel more than Thor? I don't think I did. I'm going to say it's at 11, right under Thor and above the original Ant-Man. Um yeah, I think I'm okay with that. Again, right in the middle. Not a bad movie, but there's been much better movies. Let's just say that. I think there have been better movies for me. For me. There are things about these movies that I'm looking for that I like, which means let's talk about one of those. Let's talk about Endgame. Now, this is kind of, you know, this is going to show part of the problem with this list. Endgame is the culmination of a decade of movie making. You know, Endgame in 2019 finishes what Iron Man started in 2008. So it's difficult to rank this as an individual movie when it's not just a movie. And it's not just that Infinity War and Endgame is a two-parter. It's the end of an era. And so it's going to rank highly because they were able to do things. Tony Stark's death, which is not the best moment of the movie to me. I cried 
when Pepper tells him he can rest now. That, of course, you know, you, you cry during that part. But n- never being a huge Iron Man guy, not a huge deal to me. You kind of knew that uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans were probably done at this point. You knew something was going to happen. One of the two was going to die. It made more sense for it to be Iron Man finally able to sacrifice. So many times he tries to sacrifice himself to save the people he loves and to save the world. He does it in the original Iron Man. He takes the bomb or whatever into space, assuming he's not coming back and manages to fall through the sky. And then the Hulk, you know, screams at him and he wakes up. Um, so that's a culmination of that story. The, I think the best moment of the movie, of course, is the on your left scene. How many times have we, and I'll speak for myself, it's been many, 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 um, have gone back to watch the on your left. Tying, coming back, a callback to, what is that, Winter Soldier 2014. Great callback from Sam to Captain America. Then the portals open. Everybody comes out. You're finally seeing all of the Avengers. And yes, then Captain says the line, assembled. It's just, it's, it's the perfect moment if you are a comic book fan to go, you know, it's easy to draw. Well, it's not easy, but it's easier to draw all the heroes on a big splash page. And even then you're like, oh my God, look at all of this. But to have all of that in on the screen, how can this not be one of the best movies? Just for that moment alone, you get, going back, you get, you know, Tony in space, saved by Captain Marvel. Very cool. He comes back. Great scene where, you know, he and Steve Rogers, who I believe have not seen each other since the end of Civil War. So it's been years that these people have not seen each other um and you know and then all of a sudden he comes back they talk about how they lost tony's looking for pepper pepper shows up five years past we get the time heist i didn't love the time heist element um hawk you know hawkeye being ronin great moment especially if you now take into account the disney plus series and add that element into it um there was just so much. Did I think Scarlett Johansson have to die? No. Didn't necessarily love that part. Um, Bruce Banner being sort of half Banner, half Hulk, pretty cool. Uh, there's a lot of stuff there that we like. Ant-Man coming back. I, you know, Ant-Man showing up from the microverse. And because um, he's not in Infinity War. Yeah, because he gets trapped in the microverse, in the quantum realm, I believe is probably what it's more called. You know, he shows up, the reunion with his daughter, who's now grown up, great scene. You know, showing up at Avengers Compound, Tony Stark fixed, you know, solving time travel very, very easily, of course, because he's Tony Stark. I think it has to be the best one. I think it has to be. Just because, again, the fan service, the, you know, all of that stuff, it's it's just the end, like I said, it's the end of an era. I think you have to rank it number one because of all of that. As a movie itself, is it the best? I don't know. But as a moment, as a fan, as a comic book fan sitting there having been going to these movies since, you know, 2008, 
um, when Iron Man comes out, I'm either not working at the current job I'm in, like I'm a recent graduate, I don't have a full-time job yet, uh, I'm dating a girl who I have not yet proposed to, like the entirety of my marriage to my wife takes place over the span of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. My job, my you know, becoming an adult and the person I am, the history of the podcast, all sort of gets wrapped up into this experience. It's not just a movie. It is this experience that we all shared having been going through all of this for the last 10, 15 years. And so it, for that, it has to be number one. They take the kid, the dopey kid from Iron Man 3. They don't say a word about it, but he's at the funeral. If you've ever wondered... If you're watching Tony Stark's funeral, they pan through all the heroes. There's a kid. There's a guy. There's just a guy. You don't know who he is. It's not Peter Parker. You're like, who, this, who is this guy? And then you realize, hopefully, or maybe you didn't. Maybe I'm blowing your mind right now. This is the kid from Iron Man 3. They never say his name. They don't talk to him. He doesn't say a word. But he's there at the funeral. It was just, it was this beautiful thing this love letter from Kevin Feige and the Marvel Cinematic Department to all of us who have been watching. It has to be number one. It has to. I'm sorry. It does. All right. Where's my water? I got to have my water. Blueberry pomegranate. Help me get through this. Mm. Shout out to the AHA seltzer people because blueberry pomegranate is very good i had i tweeted about this last week uh the buble blueberry pomegranate and for some reason there is something in there that makes me think when i'm like i taste a pastrami sandwich there must be some spice that they put in that is also part of the seasoning for pastrami it's a weird weird feeling i'd have two just to be sure i wasn't you know jeremy says i'm having a stroke but it's weird it's weird all right Spider-Man Far From Home. Guys, I don't know what to tell you. I don't like Spider-Man. I don't. Um, the only part of there's two parts of this movie that I will watch on YouTube every so often. Uh, one of them is him building his suit. So essentially him being Tony Stark which is not in the comics what Peter Parker is until he winds up like starting his own company at some point. Um, I watched that scene, and I'll watch the scene, the, the awkward but cute scene where he and MJ are talking on the bridge and he gives her the broken necklace and they actually finally kiss. Those are the only two parts of this movie I watch. I give them credit for what they did with Mysterio. I never thought we would see Mysterio on... Um, on a big screen. The character was just too goofy. And in the comics, yes, he's a goofy character, but let's also remember, let's go deep, comic book fans. Let's go deep. Mysterio is the reason why, if I remember correctly, and I think I do, Mysterio is where we get Old Man Logan from. So to, 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 to spoil it for you, and I'm sorry that I'm going to because it's such a good moment, but I have to spoil it. I have to talk about it. Um, at some point, the villains all get together and they realize they're never going to win on their own. Um, they're never going to win 
fighting the same people. And so they kind of switch things around. So Mysterio, using his powers and all of that stuff, is able to cloud the senses of Wolverine to believe that he is under attack from all of these villains. And so Wolverine goes crazy and he's killing this person, killing this person, goes into total berserker mode. And then we realize it is all an illusion and he has just killed essentially all of the X-Men because Mysterio's illusions were so powerful and so intense that he kills his entire family, which is why he winds up essentially just leaving and going off on his own and starting a family and saying he's never going to use his powers again because he basically just retires from the game and disappears and lets the world go to hell, lets all the villains take over because he's just killed his entire family. Obviously, you know, he's got to hang it up. What a great idea. What a fantastic idea. So Mysterio can be a very cool villain. Uh, most of the time, he's a bit of a joke, which is fine. He's got a fishbowl on his head. I mean, come on. Uh, they did okay. Jake Gyllenhaal did a nice job. The, you know, um, elements of it were good. I'm just not a Spider-Man guy. And I got Spider-Man No Way Home spoiled. I know what happens. I have no desire to ever watch it now. They have, I, I've stopped reading Spider-Man comics. That was before all of this. You know, I'm reading new comics as they come out. I skip over all the Spider-Man ones. I don't care. And now I'm like, I don't care. I don't need to watch Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm sure I will when it comes out on Disney Plus and it's free. But I, I you know, my wife wanted to know what happened. I told her. She, like, it ruined it for her too. Like, I don't want to watch an emo guy, you know, have to be emo. I don't care. So, Spider-Man Homecoming. It's going to be near the bottom. It is not Homecoming. Homecoming is the first one. Um, I haven't talked about the rules I set out yet. The Vulture is a better villain than Mysterio. I like the Vulture more. But I like the elements of the story more. The fact that it's a, like a Euro trip. I went on a European trip when I graduated high school with a bunch of my, you know, friends and GQ was there and we were able to go for a couple of weeks. My parents came. That was very nice. So that part, you know, I remember that that kind of element. I do enjoy it more than Spider-Man Homecoming, but I, I, I will put it again. I'll put it just above Ant-Man 2. Because I, it's, eh, eh, eh. I, it's just, it, it doesn't do it for me. Nick Fury's in there. That's a nice touch. They added Nick Fury. That's fun. Um, but yeah, I'll put it at 16. Guardians 2 is better. Doctor Strange is better. I'll put it at 16, just above Ant-Man 2 and the Age of Ultron. All right, 2020, no Marvel movies came out. We're in the middle of a pandemic. We had no idea it was going to last this long. Otherwise, I think they would have just kept releasing movies. Uh, so now we're talking the two movies that have come out in 2021 that I have seen. You know, I should have waited. Truthfully, I should have waited because, hold on, what day is it? 
Am I being really dumb right now? Hold on. What day is it? It is January 7th. I really should have waited because on Wednesday, I believe I will be able to watch The Eternals. Um, I believe it comes out on Disney Plus as of Wednesday. So next week, when this episode comes out, this episode is actually going to come out on Wednesday, January 12th, when The Eternals comes out. So I suppose then it kind of makes sense. Um, I'll have to add The Eternals in, and then maybe I'll dive into uh, the shows or some of the other uh, Marvel movies that aren't part of the MCU. That'll be the next part. Uh, So I haven't seen The Eternals. Obviously, I haven't seen Spider-Man Homecoming because I don't want to. I just don't want to. I did see two. The first one I saw was Black Widow. Um, Interesting that they would do a prequel after we already have killed the character. But, again, watching this introduces us to Yelena, the other Black Widow. And now that I've seen Hawkeye and have just fallen in love with the interplay friendship between Yelena and uh, Kate Bishop. Kate the Bishop. Uh, You know, the movie's good. I love uh, David Arbor. His version of The Red Guardian I thought was pretty hilarious. Um, The villain is is eh. The villain is very meh in this movie. Uh, The villain is, is kind of just they're fighting against themselves in terms of, you know, they're fighting for their own freedom. Um, but uh, that part was kind of, eh. I, you know, part of the ending was good. I liked, you know, how, again, spoilers, 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 um, she is able to turn the tables. And, oh, I wasn't, I didn't even mention it. Taskmaster. I love Taskmaster in the comics. An amazing set of powers, an amazing... Uh, Look, the costume is great. The powers, the photographic memory, so he can do all of the fighting styles of all of the people is good. There's a great kind of sub-story. I may have talked about it on a previous podcast. I'm sorry if I did, where um, he's got so much in his memory that he's losing actual memories because he's got all this fighting styles. There's only so much RAM space in the brain, so he's missing like childhood and core personal memories because he keeps learning different fighting styles and such and he's kind of you know he he you know obviously that affects him he's not like doing it on purpose he's like you know i don't know how much longer i can keep doing this essentially because eventually i'm going to forget my name or other important information um but such a good character again very similar to ant-man and the wasp I understand what they did with uh, their version of the Taskmaster in the movie, but it's not my Taskmaster. And despite their having very cool fight scene moments and things, that was a disappointment to me. Um, I would have rather it been, you know, and again, at one point early on, I thought this was a prequel as in before any of the Avengers movies, and this was going to be, um, what's the name of the place they always talk about? In the Avengers, they're talking about Belarus, Bulgaria. I got to look this up because I'm not going to remember and it's bothering me. Black, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Budapest, Budapest. Um, that's what I wanted. 
I wanted Taskmaster to actually be Hawkeye. And maybe not necessarily photographic reflexes. He's just a very good fighter who can do all of this stuff. I wanted this to be the story of when Black Widow meets Hawkeye and he's Taskmaster. They build a whole story about that. We get the final thing where they wind up joining sides and they have to take on the enemy in Budapest. That's the movie I wanted to see. Having said that, Black Widow was good. Uh, it was enjoyable. The fact that I could watch it from my couch made it much, much better. The fact that I could watch it on Disney Plus made it much, much better. I, I don't think it is going to crack my top 10. Mm, yeah, it's not going to crack my top 10, but it'll be right at its doorstep. I am going to put it actually better than the original Thor movie. Thor is good, don't get me wrong, but I... The fact that I could watch it on my couch, the fact that it had one of my favorite uh, characters, even if it wasn't quite great, Red Guardian, that whole thing, I will put it at 11. Just under Guardians of the Galaxy, but better than Thor. Which brings us to our final movie of the ones that I have seen. I have seen 25 of the Marvel movies. There are two more uh, that I will probably see, one under protest. Uh, and this movie, the last one, is obviously Shang-Chi. What a great movie. What a fantastic movie. From start to finish. Great story. I loved that, you know, this guy is, quote-unquote, the Mandarin. I don't care that it's bracelets. It's not the Ten Rings that I, you know, read in the comics or read in the encyclopedias and learned about which ring did what. It's not from the Iron Man show that I watched on TV. Didn't care. Great story. Uh, you know, the, the, you want a villain whom in some way you empathize with. And if my wife was taken from me and I thought there was a way to get her back, there's nothing I wouldn't do. There is nothing I would not do to get her back. So, you know, the fact that he kind of loses it, falls victim to this whole, like, that whole thing makes all the sense in the world. Uh, incorporating the sister, nice touch. The whole idea of, you know, this area, I don't remember what it was called. I want to call it Kunlun, but that's from uh, Iron Fist. You know, it was great. I didn't need the dragons, I'll say that right now. I didn't need the dragons. They didn't bring anything to the movie that I particularly enjoyed. Uh, but other than that, the bus scene, amazing. The fight scenes, fantastic. An abomination cameo for some reason, fantastic. Wong being in there just chilling out, love it. Razor Fist, they gave me Razor Fist. Aquafina was great. I enjoy Aquafina. We enjoyed the comic relief. Uh, it was wonderful. I'd watch it again. Is it going to make my top five? No. It's not going to make my top five. Endgame is better. Ragnarok, I enjoyed more. Civil War, I enjoyed more until the end. Avengers, I enjoyed more. Infinity War, I enjoyed more. Did I enjoy it more than Winter Soldier? Ooh. No. No. Did I enjoy it more than Winter Soldier? Now I've got to go through the whole Winter Soldier thing. Cap on the Run, Falcon, Black Widow. No, the addition of Falcon was nice. Um, Bucky, 
yeah, yeah. But Nick Fury. Th- no, I didn't. But I'll tell you what. I'm going to put it at seven. I'm going to put it at seven, just above Black Panther. Um, and yes, I fully understand that the end scene here <laughs> is yet another guy with powers fighting another guy with similar powers which is exactly what we saw in Black Panther. The exception here is not the dragons. Forget the dragons. They're father and son. That adds an element to this that I liked more. Not Peter Quill and Ego, different thing. I didn't like that as much. This is father and son. Thor fighting Loki. Two, you know, two different power sets, essentially. Um, but this is a father who's trying to unite his family, uh, fighting a son who's trying to save his father. Like, that's a, that's a, there's a human element to that that I really appreciate, even if they have fighting weird bracelet things and eventually dragons. Uh, I will say that's seven. Better than Black Panther, for sure. And then, uh, actually, no, I won't say for sure. They're on a similar level. I'll give them similar status. Then there's a gap you know, so if we were to put these into tiers, uh, if we were to have a Horner line necessarily, the top eight, Endgame, Ragnarok, Civil War, Avengers, Infinity War, Winter Soldier, Shang-Chi, and Black Panther are on the top echelon. Then there is a gap. Maybe, maybe if I was reconciling this, maybe I'd put actually Iron Man there. I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm swapping the original Iron Man out for Iron Man 2. Iron Man's now at number nine. So let's put him in that echelon because that kicks us all off. We didn't know what a Marvel movie could be until we saw that. We were expecting Ben Affleck as Daredevil, and we got Iron Man. So those top nine, big thing. You could also, you could make a case of putting Guardians in there too because that taught us what a comedy superhero movie could be. So you know what? Even though I enjoyed it more, I'm I'm switching that too, and I, so actually in that case I'm putting I'm moving things around all over the place. All right, Iron Man, which was tenth, is now ninth. I am dropping Iron Man two from ninth to twelfth. So now we've got Iron Man and Guardians of the Galaxy in the top ten. Black Widow is now eleven. Iron Man two is now twelfth. Uh, so I would say the top ten are the top echelon, and you could maybe have an even more elite echelon up there. Um, but yeah, Guardians teaches us what a comedy superhero movie can be in space. Iron Man teaches us what a Marvel movie could be. Black Panther incorporates um, Wakanda and that element and that experience. Um, Shang-Chi incorporates kind of the Asian experience. And then Winter Soldier and above, now we're getting into multiple things we woven together. So, yeah, the top ten would stand on its own. Then you would get maybe the next from Black Widow to, let's say, maybe Ant-Man. The next five. I'm actually going to swap Doctor Strange and Guardians 2. Doctor Strange is now 16th. Guardians 2 is now 17th. Um, You know, Black Widow, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain Marvel, Ant-Man, Doctor Strange. That would be my next tier. And then we'd go from there. It really doesn't matter. 
All right there, friends. We're done with the original 25 movies. Uh, I will report back when I've seen Eternals. I'm sure I will report back when I see Spider-Man No Way Home. And I'm sure there are elements that are great and some elements that are just stupid. Uh, And then we're going to dive into, I mentioned Daredevil. What other Marvel movies have there been that weren't part of the MCU? We got to talk about some Fantastic Four. We got to talk about some uh, Daredevil and the other Spider-Man movies. Uh, Things of that ilk. And then we got to talk the shows. Not only the the Disney Plus shows, but the Netflix shows. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We got to incorporate Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in there too. So we're done. But of course, we're nowhere near done. These things never end. But this episode is ending. Thanks for joining me. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews, and I will see you the next time we celebrate the joy of ranking.